Hello, my name is Deva Miles and welcome back to Dancing in the Kitchen, a podcast where I talk about everything, my past experiences, challenges I've faced, my lifestyle, wellness routine, and just topics I find interesting. Before I start, after listening to myself talk for about an hour, I've decided that that's a little bit too long and I'm going to split this episode into two parts just for the sake of you because I feel like it's too much information at once if I do it in one section. So you're going to get the second half of this episode next week. Okay. So I have tried to film this podcast episode at least three times now, but every time I start talking about it, I get so confused with what I'm saying that if I'm confused, I know that you'd be confused. So I decided to write down key points that I want to talk about, and we're going to go from there. And I think that's going to help a lot. Now, you're going to be wondering, what is it that I'm getting so confused about? Well... I want to take a little bit more time to go into more specifics about my digestion and the problems I was having and how I was able to get a hold of my life a little bit more because I feel like a lot of people might be experiencing or have experienced the same problems and just pushed it aside. It's so unknown and not a lot of people especially doctors, to my surprise, know about gut health and what happens within our gut microbiome and how that all connects to everything. I had to do a lot of self-research to try to figure out what was going on. And I think that I should share that because I think it, it helped me. So I feel like it'll help anyone else who is experiencing the same things. I just wanted to say that before any of this happened to me, before I got this gut disease, I really never prioritized my gut health but everything you do is going to result in something else happening and that was really important for me to learn of course i had to learn it the hard way i mean i'm better at learning things the hard way unfortunately i actually have to experience something in order to then implement what people have been telling me if you don't really know what i'm talking about i really recommend listening to my podcast i think it was my second or third episode something about my digestion story that'll go into more of what I had experienced but now I'm going to talk about what I was trying to do within having this gut disease a year or so ago. I was diagnosed with SIBO which is small intestinal bacterial overgrowth and of course in the moment I was like great I have a diagnosis it's going to be a quick fix I'll just take some antibiotics and do this and this and great we'll be done like I'll be healed little did I know that that was going to become an ongoing lifestyle change that I was going to have to make and I'm still experiencing digestive problems more than probably the average person and I'm still working through things so it's a much longer journey than I thought and I did so much research right when I found out that I had SIBO like a lot of YouTube searches like people with SIBO what did you do and some YouTubers were saying you know that they've had SIBO for like two to three years and I just broke down when I heard that I was so 
scared because I thought I was going to have to live like this for two to three years and that that was the longest time ever. And now that it's been two years, it's just so funny that I was really nervous about it. But of course it got better. I wouldn't say I have SIBO now. I, I would have to test to make sure, but I definitely am not experiencing the same level of discomfort and helplessness as I was when I f- was first diagnosed. So I thought it was going to be a quick fix. I could put band-aids on the problem by fixing the symptoms, but how do we get the symptoms to go away completely? And that was finding the root cause. So my functional practitioner that I was seeing at the time was really big on trying to figure out the root cause of the problem. And of course she gave me ways that I could help the symptoms, but the goal as I was trying to just manage on a day-to-day basis by helping the symptoms, the goal was to help the root cause. First of all, what were the symptoms? I was getting crazy symptoms all over the place, but the main one was bloating. I would bloat to the point that I looked like I had a basketball in my stomach, like in my lower abdomen. It was just rock solid. You could punch me. It wouldn't hurt. It was crazy. And the bloating didn't just come after I ate like a food bloat. I woke up with this rock in my stomach and it would not go down and it was uncomfortable. I couldn't really push into my stomach. It was really bad. So I had bloating. That was the main symptom. A lot of fatigue that came with it. Every time I ate, I felt like I just wanted to collapse into bed forever. Like I was so tired all the time. Walking upstairs, I would just feel so tired, like I needed to sit down, otherwise I was going to fall over. Brain fog was a really big one. I remember in dance, I couldn't remember choreography or an exercise for the life of me. Like They would explain it three times. I would ask one of my friends to explain it or to go over this little section of choreography with me and we'd go over it and then I just felt like that was such a waste of time. Like I couldn't remember. I physically could not get myself to remember I was forgetting little things too like things that I said oh I said I was going to hang out with a friend I forgot the time that we were going to hang out things that I had never forgotten before I was all of a sudden forgetting and it was quite scary I think that's brain fog but also the actual fogginess of my brain I don't know if that makes sense if you've experienced brain fog but in the morning a lot of the time people kind of feel like they need to blink a lot of times in order to see clearly but it's your brain that's foggy and your thoughts are a little foggy I was feeling that throughout the entire day I needed to really concentrate on something if I was going to pick anything up of what somebody was saying or just focus on my thoughts I couldn't even speak I couldn't form sentences it was quite strange so that was a big symptom that happened a later on into the me trying to heal into the healing process bloating was the first um bowel problems of course a lot of people if you're having bowel problems you're just going to be diagnosed with ibs which is irritable bowel syndrome but that again is not getting into the root cause that's just labeling what the symptom is the symptom was having bowel problems either constipation diarrhea etc but what is causing the constipation and diarrhea? Sure, it could be a food, but that could be an allergy. Or it could be because something's up in your digestive tract and it's causing you to react. If you are experiencing IBS symptoms, definitely look more into that because that is not 
what it is, I'm sure. There's, there's definitely a bigger cause to that. Another symptom, I was just reacting to everything I ate. Literally anything I'd put in my body, I would have crazy reactions like sometimes on my skin, but also with the bloating or abdominal pain, more fatigue, every food I was eating, I was responding poorly to. While I was trying to figure out the root cause with my functional practitioner, she basically put me in charge of reducing all of these symptoms I was having by giving me tips like more sleep if I'm tired, meditating if I have brain fog, staying away from the foods that I was having a huge reaction to, helping my bowels by either having more fiber, less fiber, more water. Those are all super temporary, but we were just trying to get things under control so then I could live my day-to-day life while trying to get to the root cause, which was going to take longer. So I did a whole bunch of testing, which I'm going to go into. I did a DNA test, a comprehensive stool test. I did blood tests, iron blood test, allergy blood test. I did a full hormone test. I did a full panel thyroid test, lots of testing. So let's start with the DNA test. What is a DNA test? The DNA test was really important for me because it was telling me things that I was born with, essentially, like my genetics, what was working, what was not working from the start. Nothing has altered this. It was just really good information for me to know, especially down the line. It told me about my the enzymes I have and don't have. That's where I discovered that I had no enzymes to digest gluten at all. Um, I found out that I had no enzymes to digest alcohol, whereas some people are born with an enzyme to digest alcohol, so they have a higher tolerance. They don't feel that same effect afterwards, like the next day, the hangover, etc. Whereas I have none, so it really hits me, so I have to be aware of that. Thankfully, I do have enzymes to digest caffeine. Thank goodness, because I love my coffee. The DNA test also told me if I was more prone to having any diseases down the line, like bone diseases, diabetes, that type of thing. It told me the nutrients that I was naturally more deficient in or had more of just from a base level from when I was born. So for example, I found out that my body generates, I don't know if I'm saying this right, my body generates less vitamin D than the average person. Like I have lower levels to start with. So I need to be taking more vitamin D in in my day in order to feel normal whereas it's recommended like only take one vitamin D supplement I don't know of a thousand ICU a day whereas I have to take more than that to just be at that normal level so I wouldn't have known this if I didn't do the DNA test and of course I'm not gonna risk things and just guess and take more vitamin D but now that I know I am able to do that and that'll help me a lot I also found out that my serotonin is like like the same as my vitamin D. I have lower levels, so I need more serotonin in order to feel normal and like that's your happy hormone. So, another example here. Somebody goes and does exercise for 30 minutes and they get that boost of serotonin and they feel happy. I need like double or triple the amount of exercise in order to get that same boost of serotonin. So that actually explained a lot of things because I always feel like I have to do a lot of exercising in order to feel that happy hormone release, in order to feel like satisfied. And not everyone's like that, but it explains things for me because I was born 
with that in my genetics. I found out what type of diet my body my body thrives on through this DNA test, which was actually quite interesting. My body responds really well to more of a Mediterranean diet and more cruciferous vegetables like Brussels sprouts, carrots, parsnips, broccoli, um, and a lot of dark leafy greens. And all I can think is, thank goodness that I already was implementing that into my diet before any of this. Because if I wasn't, I would be in a really poor state. So I was already doing those things to keep my body at peace. Yeah, so the DNA test I really recommend, especially for finding out the enzymes and for any diseases down the line. That's why a lot of people do it. Next, I did the comprehensive stool test, which I'm not going to explain what I had to do to do that test. Just look up how to take a comprehensive stool test and you'll understand because, oh my goodness, that was not fun. But the comprehensive stool test was exactly what it says, comprehensive. It was so good and such a key element in my healing process to try to find everything that was going wrong. It told me everything. It told me how weak my digestive lining was, the lining that's around your gut. It told me the amount of bacteria I have, whether or not it's good and bad. It told me the acidity levels in my stomach. Acidity levels are really important. Basically, our stomach has acid in it, and that acid needs to be at a certain acidity level in order to properly break down foods and absorb nutrients and if you're having problems with breaking down food let's say you're having constipation or you notice after you go to the bathroom that food is still in its like first form sorry that is tmi but that is a sign that you have lower acidity levels and there are definitely ways to increase your acidity levels. For me, I was taking, I found out I had low acidity levels, so I was taking a supplement called Biotoxin Binder, which I would take before eating, and it would increase the acidity levels in my stomach, which would help break down the foods and absorb all the nutrients from the foods I was eating. So that was an important step for me. On the other hand, if you're stomach acid is too acidic that's also going to be problematic and some of the symptoms of like a too acidic stomach would be if you're having abdominal discomfort or heartburn or diarrhea or bloating or nausea it's kind of that feeling like if you drink too much coffee on an empty stomach and you kind of feel I don't know icky and like you have a little bit of like pain that's too acidic because coffee is acidic so that's kind of how you'd feel if you if you're stomach levels were too acidic. Both are not great. You want to be at like the right level. What else did the comprehensive stool test tell me? Oh, it showed me my cortisol levels, which is your stress hormone. I did a hormone test, which told me more about my cortisol levels, but this one was just showing what they were at, which was interesting to see. It was also a good tool for screening for cancer, for any parasites. If you have a parasite, that is dangerous territory that is not fun from what I've read I was worried that I had a parasite for a moment there but thank goodness I didn't it also showed me how I absorb each nutrient which was cool so fats proteins carbs it would show me whether or not I was absorbing fats properly or proteins properly 
And actually, at the time when I was just so ill, I wasn't absorbing my nutrients properly, which was obviously not beneficial because I wasn't getting what I needed to function. And that could have been from, like I said, the acidity levels or from my stress levels. That was kind of an indicator that things were wrong. And for me, I was really not able to absorb fats. So my functional practitioner, she recommended limiting my fat intake. I think that's what she recommended. Or changing it, like trying to implement different ways to get fat. Or pairing it with other things. I can't quite remember what she recommended, but there is a way to get your body to absorb fat. I also did an iron test because at the time I was so fatigued and low energy. And I was like, oh, maybe this is iron because I'm also vegan. So I don't get that iron source from red meat. So I was like, okay, maybe I'm low iron. But the fatigue and low energy was coming from my body not able to digest foods. Like I said, I did a hormone test. That was cool. I got to see all of my hormone levels. I knew my hormone levels were off and unbalanced because I, like I said in my other podcast, I wasn't getting a cycle for like years. I got one and then that was it for years. So that was a little bit concerning and I knew that something was off there. And I found out that my estrogen levels were so low. My testosterone levels were high. My progesterone levels were, I can't remember if they were high or low. I was in a menopausal state. I was not in the state I should be for 20 years old. I saw again that my serotonin levels were low. I already knew from the DNA test that they were low genetically, not low because of something I was doing, just that I needed to do a little bit more to keep them boosted, to keep myself feeling happy, that happy hormone. And then I saw the cortisol levels. I didn't only see the levels of my stress, but I got to see whether or not my body was able to process stress, which is important because sure, I can have low stress levels, but if the second that I'm in a stressful situation and my stress levels increase, if my body can't properly process the stress and get it back to a normal level, then that's the problem. So that was the problem for me. I, The way that my body was trying to cope with the stress was not ideal so it was really important during this time that I was trying to heal to limit any possible way that stress would come in and I guess I'll talk about how stress impacts our body because it is crazy how much of an impact stress can have in everything like when our body's in that fight or flight mode that stress response mode that's the priority nothing else matters in that moment except quote, escaping the predator, because that's how our bodies function. So even things like walking, that'll start the stress response, that fight or flight mode. And if you're doing something like eating while you're walking, our body's not going to start digesting until later, because it's currently focusing on the walking. That will cause problems down the line, because it'll cause backup, it'll slow down your digestion, constipation, etc. It's really important to try to get a grasp on your stress levels in all aspects. For example, something that really helped me reduce my stress, at least believe that I was reducing my stress, was um, taking like a mindfulness moment before having a meal or before having something to eat. 
just taking a few breaths in and out, looking at the food I'm about to eat, smelling it, um, when I'm eating it, feeling the textures, feeling the flavors, thinking about the chewing, the swallowing. Those are all really important tools to help get your mind into the state of rest and digest. I'm about to eat, I'm about to digest, this is what's happening. So you're not distracted and you're not in that stress mode. I feel like that's so difficult now more than ever just because of the world and all of the stimulation we have through television, shows, movies, our phones, social media, just that busy lifestyle. That little thing, just taking time to have your meal is so underappreciated because, at least for me, I think in my mind, or I used to think, oh, I can multitask right now. I can eat while I do my work on my computer, or I can eat while I'm watching my show. I can do two things at once, but that's actually hindering me more than it's helping me. If I just take the time to fully dedicate myself to what I'm doing, to having that meal, and then I go do something after, it's really going to help me in the long term. That was also something I had to learn the hard way, and still... I I don't follow that advice because, I don't know, something in me is always like, oh yeah, I do want to watch a show, it's nice, it's cozy, but I pay the price. <laughs> Physical stress matters too, because if you're physically stressed, as in if you're putting your body under a lot of stress by exercising, mainly just being really athletic, your body is inflamed and it can't do anything when it's in that inflammation state. So it's really important to lower the inflammation, lower the stress when you're finished with your physical activity. At the end of the day, I would recommend something like Epsom salt baths, hot showers, self-massage or getting a massage if you can, warm tea, having magnesium before you go to sleep, which really helps calm, relax the muscles. Those things are really going to help as well. If you help your body relax, that's also going to relax your mind. You know, hot taking a hot bath is going to help relax all the muscles in your body, but also you're sitting there, you're reflecting on your day, you're usually away from distractions, you're having a moment of peace, that's helping with your mind as well. Another thing, meditation really helped me get through the worst of my time when I had SIBO. Even knowing that I could meditate and that it would help, helped me you know like the idea of doing it helped me even if it might not have worked because I was really distracted as I was meditating I still felt good afterwards because I was like yes I just took the right step and I did something that's going to be good for my body that's why people rave about those mindfulness practices like meditation and yoga because they really do transform your life from the inside out they calm down your nervous system they reduce your stress levels. They connect your mind to your body. They're sending signals of calmness throughout your body. And then your body's like, oh, okay, I am safe. I can function. That's why people talk about them so much. They're really helpful. Hate to admit it, but they do help. Okay, back to the tests. So the hormone test, yes. I also did a thyroid test. Now, the tricky thing with the thyroid test is that let's say you think your thyroid is off. You think you might have hypothyroidism, Hashimoto's, hyperthyroidism, any of those things. You're going to go to your doctor and you're going to say, I want to get a thyroid test. And they're going to give you this basic level thyroid test, which is normally free or covered by 
insurance. It's called the TSH. That's problematic because the TSH alone doesn't show the response of the thyroid to the pituitary signal. It also doesn't show the ability of the body to convert T4, which is part of your thyroid, to the active T3 hormone. And that was the problem for me. So my functional practitioner, thankfully, recommended getting the full panel thyroid test, which I recommend for anyone looking to test their thyroid. Just pay the extra money and do it because it's going to probably help you in the long term. So I did the full panel test and was able to see that I had hypothyroidism because my body couldn't convert the T4 to the active T3. Like the actual thyroid processing wasn't working for me. Hypothyroidism, if nobody knows, is when your metabolism is slowed down. So everything becomes slower. Your digestion, how it's functioning, is going at a slower pace than the average person. So that's going to cause a lot of backup if you're eating food, um, potential weight gain, all of those things. So it's important. You're feeling constipation, weight gain, bloating, try to maybe look into getting your thyroid tested because that helped me with a lot of things. Constipation was the devil for me, I gotta say. Because I had SIBO, which is when the bacteria overgrows in your small intestine, it's coming from your large intestine. When you're constipated, that's the problem with your large intestine. There's too much food that hasn't been broken down in your small intestine in there, in your large intestine, in your colon, and that bacteria that's sitting there is going to start to take over the good bacteria and creep up and overproduce, causing a whole bunch of other problems like SIBO for me. So getting a hold on my thyroid and helping my body process food at a normal pace instead of slower was important to stop the constipation, to stop the bacteria overgrowth. So throughout all of this testing, I basically discovered that everything in my system, everything within my gut wasn't working properly. And if one thing doesn't work, something else has to compensate for that. It's kind of like an injury. If your foot is sore or if you hurt your ankle, you're going to put more weight onto your other leg to try to help out your ankle. But then your other leg might have some sort of problem because it's working more than it needs to be. So that was happening within me. And there came a point when my body was just like, I can't do it anymore. It was holding on for dear life. And then everything started happening. It was like, I can't, I can't do it. So then all of these problems came at once or randomly, you know, they were building up, but then they just came out. think I'm gonna stop for now and stop there and I will continue the rest of this conversation next week so thank you for listening and please tune in next week if you want to hear the rest of what I'm talking about I hope you have a fantastic week and yeah goodbye